Hey everybody, welcome to the James Arnold Taylor Podcast. Oh, Mr. Announcer Guy! Yes, James? Let's introduce the show. Really? Yeah. Well, normally you talk for a while and go on and on, and then Hank comes in and goes... That's a pretty good Hank impression. Yeah, I didn't know what was going to happen there when I tried to do Hank as Mr. Announcer Guy. It sounds a lot like Hank. Yeah, it does. <laughs> anyway, yeah, no, normally we talk a lot and there's little bits and things that happen before I actually bring in you and you introduce the show and stuff. There's kind of like this little preamble, uh, but... Uh, preamble, that's good. I like that word. Yeah, thank you. And uh, today I just thought, well, let's just get to it. Because, you know, if people are new to the show and they don't know anything about it, they'd be like, what's the deal with this guy? I think they'll say that no matter what. <laughs> Okay. Well, Mr. Announcer Guy, go ahead and introduce the show. Oh, let's get Jerry the Music Man to play some music. Hey, Jerry the Music Man! Yeah, James! We got that new music for the new year of the new James Arnold Taylor podcast stuff? You got it, James! Here it is! Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, it's the James Arnold Taylor podcast. Talking to myself, the Jetcast. It's season two, episode 11, and we're ready to have some fun. <laughs> yes, we are. Yeah, man. And now, here he is, the same guy that's doing all the voices you hear, James Arnold Taylor. Hey. Yeah, no, normally, yeah, Hank might come in. Hey, Hank, what are you doing? I'm just sitting there waiting for you, you know, ask me to say something. You're not going to check the microphones or anything, do the little testing? You're the engineer here. Okay, yeah. Hello, 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 hello. You didn't really have that much energy in that. You didn't You didn't put your, your whole hankness into that hello, hello right there. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to come up with something new. Something? <laughs> really? You feel like it's already, you know, like it's old, people are tired of the hello, hello? Yeah, you know, it's new year and everything. I feel like I should come up with something new. All right, well, for, let me say goodbye to Mr. Announcer Guy. Thanks, Mr. Announcer Guy. I appreciate that. We'll see you at the end of the show, right? You got it, man. I'm going to go now. And then he goes, and then the door closes, and then we start that music. And there that is. And we're not changing that music. I like this music. This is, um, you know what this music is called? It's called Gentle and Chilled. And it's through a music package that I got through, um, I believe, Partners in Rhyme. I got that. Partnersinrhyme.com. They have uh, music beds and stuff. I really like this music. It's fun. It's nice. You know what it kind of reminds me of? It kind of reminds me of Stephen Bishop's music from the movie Tootsie, which is one of my favorite movies. Um, there's a little bit of familiarity, similarity. Yeah, to- Tootsie. No, Tootsie. Tootsie Roll. No, Hank, stop. So anyways, you're getting rid of Hello, Hello? Well, no, I don't, you know, I don't think I'll get rid of it. People like it too much. Okay. Well, then let me do it again. Hello, 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 hello. Wow, that was way too much. All right. Okay, you tested the microphone. I mean, it's, you know, it's better than, you know, check, one, two, check, check, one, two. Yeah, you know, that's what the uh, the amateurs do with the microphone. You know, check, one, two, sibilance, sibilance, check, check, one, two. I do the hello, 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 hello. I know, and I'm so grateful to Aston Microphones for giving me the Aston Swift Shield, because now whenever you just check the microphone like that, you actually have to go behind the Swift Shield in order to get that popping sound and all that, because the Swift Shield is a, is a popper stopper. For those of you that are not um, familiar with microphones and technology and all of that stuff, I'm in a studio here in my home, and it's a lovely studio. You can see it online. You can go, go to my YouTube channel. Do you know I have a YouTube channel? Come on, of course you do. 
you're listening to this show. You may be listening to it on my YouTube channel, and if so, you're shaking your head going, yeah, I'm listening on the... And some of you actually did that now, and now you're going, oh, that's funny, and I'm it's like I'm talking to you. Okay, anyways. I have a YouTube channel, and on my YouTube channel, you can see there's a video of me doing this show. You can actually see behind the scenes of what it's like when I actually do the show and I do all the voices. Because all the voices are me. I don't hide it. It's not, you know, uh, it's no big secret. I don't do any editing. It's all real time. I just switch back and forth because I'm a voice actor. That's what I do. I've grown up doing voices. I love doing voices, characters, and uh, telling story through my voice. So anyways, uh, I don't know where I was going with that, Hank, do you? No, I was. I, I don't pay attention to anything you say. <laughs> Alright. How about Billy? Billy! Billy! Hey, Billy! Billy! Oh yes, yes, Mr. James, yes, Mr. James, sir, yes, Sir James a lot. Uh, <laughs> were you listening enough to in the show to, to know what I was going off on a tangent about? No, I don't, you know, I mean, I, I was actually, I was, I was, I was uh, busy making the coffee for you. I don't drink coffee. I know, but I, I make it anyways for you, so, you know, it's nice. I like the smell of coffee. I like the, when you when you walk into a room, even if you don't drink coffee, because I don't drink coffee. I do, in fact, I don't think I even need any. No, you don't. Actually, you do not need coffee. You're hyped enough. Well, you know, so, but I like when you walk into a place and it smells like coffee and it's really nice and it smells a nice smell. <sighs> yeah, I like that. I like that coffee smell, too. I, I drink coffee, though, so I drink it. Billy makes the coffee for you, but I end up drinking it all. Yeah, you end up eating everything out of my house, too. Yeah, what's wrong with that? What? Anyways, where do I begin? All right. Well, uh, so oh, so the uh, the microphone technology and stuff. Yeah, that's oh, you were talking about the microphones and the technology. Oh yes, Mr. James, you were talking about that. Just James, whatever, Mr. Microphone. <laughs> okay, Mr. Microphone, you're way too young to know what Mr. Microphone is, Billy. No, no I saw it on on the YouTube. I saw I, I saw a commercial for Mr. Microphone. Yeah, Mr. Microphone was, and I'm still off on a tangent, was this microphone you could wirelessly connect to your radio in your car, and then you could, it was like a microphone. This was in the 70s. It was very big. Mr. Microphone. And there was a guy in the car in a convertible, and he was talking on it, and he had his sunglasses, his all 70s dude, and he was all cool. And there's a, a, a girl going by, and he goes, hey, good looking. Be back to pick you up later. You know, it was very funny. And now, uh, with the whole the climate in the air now that commercial would be completely inappropriate for a guy to be uh you know hollering at a girl <laughs> it's just you know like woohoo i always love that uh that's uh, that's like the jerry seinfeld bit of like guys shouting at girls you know woo hey woo like that's the best we got you know anyways i thought that was funny that's uh, that's what that mr microphone commercial was like oh times have changed you can't do that so um and i don't suggest you do that so there you go. I'm I'm completely, I am I am apolitical. I I don't uh, I don't have any opinions about any of these things. I talk about my faith here on this show, which is a little crazy, because in this day and age to be a Christian in Hollywood, which is what I am. I'm a Christian and I'm an actor in Hollywood, and uh, and so. But but what I try to do is I try to just talk about it. Uh, it's normal because it is normal. Okay, I'm just. This is how I live my life and if somebody's an atheist that's how they live their life and if somebody's a muslim that's how they live their life or a jewish or any other denomination or faith you know we all just are living our lives and we all just need to get along and love our neighbors as ourselves that's really the most important thing it really is and that's why i created this show i think even is just to give you a place to just kind of listen relax you know maybe you learn a little something here and there maybe you're entertained a little here and there but for the most part you just you know just hearing someone like-minded 
and maybe they're a little different. Maybe because maybe they're, see, here's the thing. We can all be like-minded in the fact that we want to live in a world without judgment and, uh, and, and peace and happiness. We want peace and happiness. We don't not want, anyways, you know what I'm saying. We want to live in a world without judgment, but with peace and happiness and joy. And we want to have joy in our hearts all the time. You can't be happy all the time, but you can be joyful all the time. I've talked about that on the show. When you search deep down, even on your darkest days, when you're just feeling unhappy, you need to be able to find joy in your heart. And that's my prayer for each and every one of you listening to the show, that you find joy in your heart no matter what. That's what my faith brings me. It brings me joy. What else? Well, I mean, tons of things. Friends, family, hanging out with people, uh, being outside, looking at trees. I say that a lot, but you know, truly, uh, if you want to like be able to zone out and take in the beauty of the, just stare at a tree for a little bit. I know I'm, I'm like, I'm an old guy. I like to sit and look at trees now, <laughs> but <laughs> you reach a point in your life. Sometimes where you're just like, wow, I'd, I'd much rather sit and contemplate all of the wonderful things in my life than all of the miserable things. There's plenty of miserable things going on. There really is. But are you finding joy? Are you feeling your self-worth? Are you feeling the worth of others around you? That's why I have this podcast. That's why I love talking to you all in, in all of this. And, you know, um, like Hank, Hank. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I find joy in uh, watching you check the microphone. Really? No, but I was I was trying to find <laughs> trying to find something funny positive to see we give each other i find joy in the fact hank yeah that we give each other a bad time and that's kind of our that's how we show our love for each other yeah no you see because you know i, I put you down and then you you know you try to put me down but you can't <laughs> oh i try i'm pretty good at putting you down yeah go ahead try okay you you uh you with your hello 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 yeah see that's lousy I, okay, well, anyways, all right. But it's because I love you too much. Well, now you're making me uncomfortable. Good. See, that's better than putting you down. If I can make you, if I can just make you uncomfortable long enough. No, I don't know. Um, but that is, so Hank, I mean, like, what, what, um, what brings you joy, Hank? I like, uh, I like discussing the uh, deeper meanings of life. <laughs> Do you really? Do you ponder the deeper meanings of life, Hank? Not really, but, you know, it sounds good on the podcast. Okay. Anyways, you know, I uh, took my daughter, my wife and I took my daughter to see the movie Knives Out. And here's, uh, that was a Ryan Johnson movie. Now, some of you may argue that Ryan Johnson can't make a Star Wars movie, but boy, I'll tell you, he can make a whodunit. He can make a murder mystery for sure. Uh, It was a great, it was a fun movie. And I thought it was just goofy fun and what a movie is supposed to be about, especially a, a, a Saturday evening, afternoon movie, night at the night at the movies, you know, with uh, family and stuff. That was a good one. It was a big, uh, it's called Knives Out. Daniel Craig doing like, basically like a Foghorn Leghorn <laughs> voice, which was really fun. At first when I saw it, I thought, I don't know if I'll be able to get through the whole movie with him doing the, now let me ask you now. You say you were there when the murder occurred. You know, he was, he was doing, you know, Daniel Craig, James Bond, British, you know, all that. But uh, no, it was great. Uh, you forget about it halfway through and you go, okay, it's funny. Um, 
Jamie Lee Curtis and Don Johnson. Don Johnson has had this huge career comeback, which I think is awesome. See, I am a product of the 80s, the 70s and 80s, and I loved Miami Vice. I was a big Miami Vice fan when I was a kid. Oh, well, I was a little because I, I, was, I was always small. I loved Miami Vice. I loved the Ferrari Daytona that he had, the black, the first Ferrari he had. I'm a, I am kind of a car guy. It's like my one thing in life, you know? that I really, my one vice is that I've always enjoyed cars. I was one of the first people to own a Tesla. Do you all know that? I was one of the first Tesla owners. Not the new Teslas that you see out here, but the little two-door or two-seater Roadsters, the fancy little sports car one. They only made 1,400 of those, and I was number 956. My car was number 956. Somebody else owns that car now. It makes me sad, actually. I, I have dreams every once in a while that I still own it, and I don't have it. But I, I gave it up and I gave it up for you know good reasons. We were about to adopt another child. We, uh, of course, adopted our beautiful daughter, Lydia. And we were in the process of adopting another child. And I just felt like, you know, not really a dad car, a little two-seat sports car for a family of four. It just didn't seem appropriate. It didn't seem appropriate when I had just the one child. But, you know, so so I kind of like, you know, okay, Take your midlife crisis, even though it wasn't a midlife crisis. And it wasn't that. It was just, I love cars. And when I first saw the first Tesla Roadster, I thought, boy, someday I want to have one of those. And I had had a Porsche before that. I like sports cars. I'm not a big, like, like to drive fast guy, but I am a, I love the beauty. I, I, I think cars can be really beautiful in their design the sculpt see i like i'm a sculptor i like to sculpt things i like shapes of things and colors and and form and i think that some cars are real pieces of art real beautiful pieces of art i currently drive a 1986 mercedes 560 sl two-seater convertible so i still have a two-cc yeah i know but uh and that is my all-around driving car now. I used to have a Mercedes SUV, a more current one. That's what you would see me do the jet drives in. And that was a lovely car. That was a, what was a GL or ML or I don't know what it is. But uh, it, was a, it was a great car and I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun to drive and all the new technology because I like, I just like automobiles. I really do. There's something about them, but they're expensive and kind of ridiculous and a waste of money to buy a brand new vehicle. And so this, and, and here's my thing. I don't think, even though I like uh, Mercedes quite a bit, that's pretty much, I own, I've, I've owned Porsches and Mercedes and I've owned all sorts of cars, but my favorite, my two favorite brands of cars are Porsche and Mercedes because they make wonderfully well-built cars. Now, having said that, I will say Mercedes could take a lesson from Porsche and so could everybody. Because if you look at a Porsche 911, sorry for all of you that are not car people. If I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm off on a car tangent. If you look at a Porsche 911 through the years, they haven't changed much body wise. They, they still pretty much look, you look at it and you go, that's a Porsche. You know, you can't necessarily know the year because they're all, I mean, some guys do. Jerry Seinfeld could tell you the year by looking at it, I'm sure. But because he's a big Porsche fan. But my point is just, they don't change a lot through the years. But if you look at a Mercedes, you look at like my 1986. So if you're all wondering what it looks like, Google 1986 560 SL Mercedes. 
and you'll see what my car looks like. And it's red. It looks just like, if you ever saw the movie Beverly Hills Cop, it's just like the car in Beverly Hills Cop. And, uh, or Heart to Heart or Dallas, Bobby Ewing's car on Dallas. It's a slick little car. Here's the thing about it. The new Mercedes look nothing like that. They don't, all the Mercedes now, they look like, they look like, uh, I almost dropped something, sorry. Uh, they, they look like Honda Civics, in my opinion. Not that there's anything wrong with Honda Civics, but they're kind of boring sedans. And that's what all these cars look like now. They all kind of look the same. Jaguar, ja- or, uh, or as you say, Jaguar, um, they used to look incredibly unique. That's what made them so cool and beautiful. They were beautiful cars. Now, they just look like this regular sedan. They're boring. I don't know what it is with cars. And here's the other thing. Uh, with cars nowadays, all the interiors are black because they've decided, because most people lease their cars, and I think they think that it's uh, it's more economical for them when they get the cars returned because they don't look as dirty. They don't have to clean, you know, because I like a tan interior. I sound like Gilbert Godfrey. I like a nice tan interior in my car. I like it all tan. The header tan, the steering wheel tan, the dashboard tan. They won't do that anymore now in cars. And they say the reflection of the tan interior reflects up on the, eh, they don't want people driving tan interior ones, turning them back in because they get, they show dirt more and they don't, you know, for resale, it's harder. So they make everything black now. And it's, I find it depressing to drive a car with a black interior. I really do. It's dark. It's just not the same. It's tan is bright and light. And I like brightness. I like light. I like sunshine. I like all of that. I don't like dark. So anyways, I'm way off on a tangent here, Hank. Yeah, but you know, you like talking about the cars. I like, I like driving your car. What? Nothing. You know, you drive my car. No, no, I'd like, I'd like to drive your car, is what I said. Uh-huh. I have a feeling you drive my car. I wondered, I wondered. It's like Ferris Bueller's Day Off here. You're going around driving my little red convertible, and I'm going to, and you know, you and Billy are going to get into some big mess and put it up on blocks and try to put it in reverse and see if you could roll the miles back off. It doesn't work. Oh, yes, no, Mr. James, we already tried that. What? Nothing. <laughs> All right. Anyways, uh, yeah, so that's my car talk. I don't know. Cars bring me joy. They do. I like I like looking at a a, a neat car and the 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 body and the frame and the style of some of these cars. Really wonderful. But newer cars, yeah, they're kind of boring. They really are. So I wish they would make a new version of my car. You know, because that's if I really if I had all the money in the world, what I would do with my current 1986, I would redo it, make it electric. And redo it all digital inside and, and all that and, and, and make it just like, you know, run really, really cool, fun like that and be all brand new inside, but still old. That'd be neat, wouldn't it? Okay. I don't know. That's just me. I love the DeLoreans too. I do. I can't tell my friend Tom Wilson that because he'd be like, ugh. But because he had uh, such a thing with Back to the Future. I loved the DeLorean before it had anything to do with Back to the Future. I think I've mentioned that on the podcast before. I really did. I, th- I just think it's a neat looking car. I know they don't drive very well, but uh, boy, it's neat looking. All right, that's James on cars. Oh boy, what about James on music? You know, I, I did that. Uh, I think we did that a while ago. We did that on a uh, on a Jat Drive, where I talked about some of my favorite things, and I think I did that on a podcast already too. But uh, so you know, what are some of my favorite things? I love. Uh, 
I don't know, a bunch of stuff. <laughs> but those things bring me joy. I love Beethoven. I love hearing a little Beethoven. Anytime Beethoven brings me joy. I was listening to a piece by Beethoven the other day. It is, you know what? I'll tell you exactly what it is. I don't know if it's, I don't know if, you know, the rights for Beethoven. I think it's all, uh, I think you don't have to have rights to play Beethoven, but not on all of it. It's public domain is what I mean. But Sonata number 14, this one. That's that's Beethoven Sonata number 14 in C sharp minor, opus 27, number two. And it's called, oh, it's, well, it's, it's part of Moonlight Sonata, I guess. Uh, it is, this is like before Eddie Van Halen was rock and roll. Beethoven was totally rock and roll. For all of you that are, you know, young folks and stuff, listen to some Beethoven. It, it's good for you, okay? First off, it's beautiful music, but also Beethoven was a rock star. You have, to, you have to appreciate the fact this man was a rock star. And this song, this particular song, uh, it, is, it is, listen to this. Listen to this. Listen, wait, wait. That's a, that's a, listen. That's, that's amazing. That is amazing. How does somebody's brain put all of those notes together at that speed in that way? And this is before computers or anything. It's Beethoven. And he just heard that. I mean, that's amazing. And you can hear that. Can't you hear someone like Eddie Van Halen playing that? You know, it's like really hip and cool. Rock and roll before rock and roll. That was Beethoven. That, that brings me joy. I listen to that and I, I, it chokes me up. Does music choke you up? Music can make me cry. It can choke me up. It can give me the goosebumps and the, the feels. Man, like nobody's business. So I love music. Find some good music today. Find some good music. I love, uh, I love all sorts of music, though. So when you're done listening to the Jackcast today, make sure you put on some good music. Put on some of your favorite music and listen to it and just close your eyes for a while and, and take it in and let it take you in and take you someplace else and away from all your problems and fears and worries and concerns of the day. It is so important. Let's drink some water. Speaking of important, come on. Ah, that's good water. I love that when I listen to this show every once in a while with my wife, she'll listen to it. And I say, ah, that's good water. She laughs and smiles because she thinks of her grandmother because that's what her grandmother used to say after she'd have a big sip of water. And that's why I say it. There you go. Anyways, so yes, uh, music brings me joy. Books bring me joy. I love reading. I read the Bible. I really do. I, I am that cornball guy. I am just a absolute, the older I get, the cornier I get. I'm just the dad that sits around reading the Bible and listening to Beethoven. <laughs> I know you all want me to talk about Star Wars and, and things. Look, it's, you know, I listen to John Williams music. That, that's the good news. You know, that's the very cool thing is, is that everybody agrees. John Williams, amazing. That's all just amazing stuff. And that music is a character of the, the films. The Star Wars movies are, you know, 
what they are because of John Williams' music. And John Williams' music is so inspired by Beethoven and Mozart and so many others. So find some good music for yourself today, okay? Do it, do it, do it. Hey, let's do something here that's a little different than... um, Let's go to... I mean, we're kind of early in, but let's go to the emails. Let's check out some emails. Let's... uh, Hey, Bob. Oh, Bob. Bob, 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 Bob. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Hello, James. Hello, Bob. How are you? Oh, I'm very good. Indubitadee, indubitadee. Yes, I'm good. Okay. Well, good. Let's, uh, you want, we want to read some, uh, some, uh, emails? Oh, yes, indeed. This first one's from Dane in Indiana. Dane in Indiana. What's Dane say? Dear Jet, I found your podcast when you were about five episodes in. I love the mix of my interests of the movie industry, acting, animation, as well as a healthy dose of Christian values, as I'm a Christian as well. Great. I took a break from your podcast for a while. What? No, I'm kidding. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, yeah. No, he said, I took a break for a while and came back to it recently. I had some issues occur to where I had to change my minor in college. At first, I viewed leaving behind a minor of speech education, which fit most of my creative interests, as a loss. The next day after this realization, I picked up on a random episode, which happened to be, I believe it was the 2019 Thanksgiving episode or something around there, where you mentioned finding the positives from the negatives. I started started thinking about this, I prayed about it, and by the end of the day I realized that I shouldn't have gone into speech ed to begin with. Thank you so much for your podcast, your work that you do, your constant inspirational messages, and for the values you share. I will never be tired of hearing it. Just wanted to say thank you for the encouragement, love your work, hope you keep uh, keep it up, and can't wait to see Clone Wars. Well, thank you, Dane. That's very nice, and I'm so glad that I could, you see, this is great. This is the thing I'm finding out about the show is I say things here and then you all take it in and it, it happens to hit you in the right spot, which means to me, so for anybody that's not a believer of God, see, to me, this is God working in, in lives. This is, that's how I see that God loves us and cares for us is he uses each of us to help each other. That's humanity at its finest. That's humanity at its best. So if I can do this stuff and it inspires somebody and somebody's having a bad day and they're questioning something and then they listen to my podcast and they pick one at random and it happens to answer a question that they were thinking about, I look at that as God moving in in stuff because also none of this do I take credit for. I give myself up in prayer every time I do one of these shows and I say, God, your will be done, not mine. So that's what I love about it all. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think you do. Okay. <laughs> oh, yes. And doobity-dee and doobity-doo. Okay, Bob, what, uh, let's, uh, let's, uh, so thank you, Dane, very much. I appreciate you doing that and writing and in, in all that jazz. Here's an update from Daria in the United States. It says, Hi, Jat. I sent you a comment a while ago about my family's move. Everything went better than expected. God was definitely watching over us. We've settled and found jobs, found a home church in our loving life. Thanks for your prayers, Daria. Well, Daria or Daria, right? Yeah, that's wonderful. I'm I'm so glad to hear it. That's a nice little quickie there, Bob. Oh yes, indeed, and dee dee. This one's from Dana in America. It says, "Hey, Mister Taylor. Well, you can call me James." I would like to just let you know that during your most recent podcast, number forty-two, I really appreciated your segment around the twenty-minute mark. I'm a senior in high school right now, and I have a music school audition throughout the next few months. It made me de-stress a little bit and made me appreciate podcasts more, as I normally just listen to music throughout the day. But now, I've been listening to your podcasts. Thanks again, and I'm loving your content as a creator. 
Well, thank you, Dana. That's really lovely of you. So I wonder what I said around the 20 minute mark. Let's, you know what? Let's do something that I don't ever really do. I'm going to pull that up. Let's see if we can play that. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. How do I get to that? Okay. I'm going to go to files, Jatcast 2019. I guess I need to change that to 2020, don't I? Okay. And it was episode 42. And let's see. Chick, chick. Oh, yeah. Hank saying. It says around the 20 minute mark. Okay. The 20 minute mark. Where it affects your brain and all that jazz. And it uh, is very hard to get past without the proper care. And I know that we are not the only two people on the planet that have had this happen. Ah, okay. I was talking about Charlie Peacock. I was talking about brain stuff. Uh, and uh, so uh, Dana found it interesting that I was talking about all of that. Yeah, see, okay. So our brains, I, I tell you all this all the time. You can better your life. You can get on the other side of health issues and, and belief systems and negative thinking because the brain wants you to succeed. The brain wants to do better. And if you allow it and you, you put in healthy doses of positive thinking on a regular basis, it will make a difference. It will, it will, it will. So that's what I try to do with this show. I try to be a positive influence to all of you. Okay. Um, oh, and there's one from, uh, oh, look at Bob. I'm looking at emails here. I'm looking over your shoulder. Oh, oh yes. We get a lot from Fanny, Nathaniel Ketcher. Although I haven't, Fanny, I haven't heard of, from you lately. Uh, he, he wants me to get out of Hollywood. Danny wants me to leave Hollywood. And look, I, I, I understand, uh, what you're saying there, Nathaniel. All right, Bob. So what, what else we got? Oh, and do and do do Let's see. We've got one from, from, uh, Kevin. Oh, uh, Stinky Tauntaun. Oh, I read, I read, uh, Kevin's, um, <laughs> Stinky Tauntaun before. Uh, this is an update, right? Oh, and do do Yes. It says, hi, James. Oh, it says, I will leave this up to you if you want to read it on the podcast. Well, I, I, if you don't mind, then I'm going to read it. Okay. It says, I wanted to give you an update. It has been an e-ticket ride from the moment I decided to listen to the Lord once more. The flaming arrows came in like a droidica barrage. <laughs> well, boy, you know, that was droidica. That's, I always thought droidica was a fun name to say in the world of Star Wars. I've narrated a lot of Star Wars. There's a Star Wars Journeys app, and I'm the narrator on it. And I had to say Droidica a lot. I was like, Droidica, Droidica. It's fun. Sorry, Bob, you're reading an email, and I'm sitting there talking about Droidica. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yes. It says, Your Jetcast is like my safe place where I can get some deep breathing and time to myself. See, that's wonderful, Kevin. Yes, I've made it up to episode 31, but I did listen to the one that came out January 9th. I was at Disneyland that day. You read my letter and thank you. It floored me how it choked you up and I felt how much you really care about us as your fans and me. Absolutely, I do. And uh, for those of you that, yeah, if you listened to the last episode, it was, I read Kevin's other letter and I uh, was talking about, he, you know, had challenges in his faith. And so there you go. Well, it's been from the words the Lord has put on your heart that has softened my heart, and I'm now trying to do a daily prayer, something I've not done in years. Also, I'm cleaning up the words I use. Ah, see? I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, I got to tell you, you know, I have tons of friends that are Christians, and and some of the biggest, as I say, the, the expression potty mouths, meaning, meaning people that 
cursing stuff a lot are Christians. I always find it funny. I just, I, I don't really cuss. It's just not me, but uh, I'm glad you're cleaning up your words. That's good. I can see God working around me already. My oldest daughter started asking me questions about what I believe. I felt bad that my 15-year-old daughter didn't know what her father's faith was. We talked about an hour and a half. Wow, that's awesome, man. My youngest daughter, she's eight, and I've been listening to audio and Jars of Clay this week. Jars of Clay is one of my... I love Jars of Clay. I, the, the movie that I wrote that I uh, was trying to make this last year and that fell through and all that, I wrote it to Jars of Clay's music. I was listening to several Jars of Clay's albums when I wrote it, and it, they inspired a lot of my writing. And when I, if I ever do get to make this movie, it will have a Jars of Clay soundtrack, I would hope. And I want to reach out to them. So anybody listening that knows the folks in the band Jars of Clay, let them know. James Arnold Taylor's a big fan. Obi-Wan Kenobi loves him. I'm sorry, Bob. Go ahead and finish the letter. Oh, yeah. It says, I want to say thank you, and I hope it's okay that I keep you updated on my walk. And, and, and Kevin's talking about his walk with God. And that's kind of a that's Christian ease, as we all kind of say it. It's kind of our language. It's, a, you know, my, my walk with the Lord, you know. I have no one at the moment to be accountable to. Well, you need someone. Look. You can use me to be accountable. All of you should know that I, you can be accountable to, to Jat. Jat is here for you. It's part of the fellowship. And uh, you can always email me with questions or comments or just saying, I need to be accountable here. Or I need to pray more there. Or could you pray for me here? You know, and uh, you know, you don't always all have to expect it. I'll, I'll respond. I, I try, but there, you have to understand there's hundreds of emails that come in, but I read them all. And so I'm sorry, what does he say to end there? I am by no way on the straight and narrow. Well, you know what, Kevin? None of us are completely on the straight and narrow. We're all always trying. We're a work in progress. That's the whole point. That's the whole point of a Christian walk, too, is to not sit there and think, uh, I, I, I have the high ground. You know, you, you're, not, you're not saying you have the high ground. You're admitting. Actually, see, I think that's the, the problem with a lot of Christianity is it ends up being that people do kind of take this point of like, I have the high ground and I'm going to judge this and I'm going to judge that and I'm going to say this and I'm going to say that. When the truth is, is a true, if you're truly walking with God and you're truly daily trying to walk with God, it means you are admitting every single day you're, you're a fault-filled, sin-filled person that has the joy of the Lord and is saved by it. And so in that you are joyful. You're not putting yourself down saying, I'm a loser. I'm nothing. You're just, you acknowledge and you know that you have that sin nature in you. So when you don't get things right, you can say, well, it's because of that, but I'm also saved. And because of that, I can walk with joy. Do you see, it's a weird balance. And I know it may sound contradictory and strange to people, but if if I'm doing my job right, I'm resting in God's hands each day and not my own, okay? So my own knows that I can't do it on my own. My own admits that I'm wrong and I make mistakes and I'm, I'm at fault for things sometimes. But, but I also go, but thanks to the grace of God through his son, I know that I can get through the day and that he loves me and he will save a place for me in eternity, but also he will help me to help others. And in so doing, I don't know, humanity wins the day, right? That's, that's really the hope for it all, isn't it? That's the hope. That's my hope. That's my hope for all of you. That's my hope for all of us. So Kevin, I really appreciate that. And uh, it says, thanks for all the, thanks for all you do and being a light. Look, I try to be a light. 
Oh, and he, and he says, P.S. Stinky Tauntaun is my screen name on all my stuff. My best friend and fellow 501st member gave it to me. <laughs> well, those Tauntauns stink. They do. So there you go. Thanks, Kevin. And thank you, Bob, for reading that. Oh, and doobity-dee and doobity-doo. Yes. Yeah, you're unchecking that. Okay. Um, okay, what do we got now? We got another one here. It says uh, it's from Ragan or Reagan. Uh, it's R-A-G-A-N in the United States. Yeah, how would I don't know how to pronounce your name properly. Forgive me if I'm not pronouncing it properly. Ragan or Reagan? Reagan? I'm guessing Reagan. Yeah, okay. Reagan. Uh, hey, Mr. James. I hope you're having a wonderful and amazing day. I just want to say that I love you so much. Well, that's very nice. I really liked you since the Clone Wars and Star Wars Weekends. Oh, very cool. You made it out to Star Wars Weekends. That's wonderful. Yes, I enjoy listening to your podcast when I'm on the road to school, doing homework, or in my free time. You always brighten my day when it's a terrible, or if it's a terrible day, or a great day. You're such an inspiration to me, and you inspire me to always stay positive and to follow my dreams. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Mr. James. I do have two questions to ask you if you don't mind. No, well, no, I don't mind at all. Go ahead. Oh, uh, yeah, yes, very good. Here we go. It says, uh, my first question is, what tips would you give to someone to help them follow their dreams? I really want to become a famous country singer and actor, and I want to know what kind of tips you would give. Second, have you ever seen any Broadway or musical shows? If you have or have not, what is your favorite show you've seen or want to see? Thank you so much, Mr. James. Keep up the great work. You're a wonderfully talented person. Never stop being you because you are such an inspiration to this world and to me. That's very kind. Thank you so much, Mr. James, and have a wonderful day. Love you lots, and remember, the Force is with you always. Well, thank you, Reagan. Reagan? Okay, that's how, that's how I'm going to pronounce it. So, uh, your questions. First one is, what tips would I give someone who wants to follow their dreams? Well, get my book, JAT365. That's certainly going to help you. If you can't afford the book, that's okay. You can go to my YouTube channel, and you can watch the entire book for free and be inspired. In, so, the the short answer to that is... Surround yourself with positive people. Surround yourself with positive things. Okay? When negative things come, look at them knowing that they're there to make you stronger and to build you back up into the person that you're meant to be. Okay? Know that every challenge you get in life can be used in a positive way to make you stronger. Okay? Um, and that's that even goes back down to biblical things. You know, perseverance. And perseverance builds... Uh, uh, persistence and courage and patience and and all of those things build hope and so we want to have hope so somebody follows their dreams if they have hope and the way we have hope is by staying positive surrounding ourselves by positive people and positive things and understanding that when the negative hits it's a tool to make us stronger in life not something to kill us and bring us down okay so i hope that helps so if you want to become a famous country singer and actor, well, first off, I, I hope, and I mean this with no disrespect, I'm just saying, I hope you can sing. And the reason I say that is because a lot of times people will say, oh, I want to be a, a singer. And then it's like, but I can't carry a tune. So I'm hoping for a miracle. It's like, so if if this is something you really do and you're really good at it, then pursue it. Um, make make you know a YouTube channel and put out your sing your songs and stuff on YouTube. If you're singing other people's stuff, put it out there, you know, and, and all that so people can see you. And if you want to be an actor, get uh, find in your community where people are making short films or doing plays and act. Do what you love to do and do it as much as you can, wherever you can, however you can, whether you're paid or not, and enjoy it. And that will eventually pay off. Look, I just loved doing voices 
and I found a way to do it. I got into radio. I got into stand-up comedy. I, I you know, pursued it. Uh, but I also just did it because I loved it, and I didn't care. I didn't get paid when I first knocked on the door at the radio station in Santa Barbara, where I was from. I, I swept up. And I handed out bumper stickers at concerts and I did everything for free and I made myself available because I was passionate about it and I loved it. So do what you're passionate about, do whatever you can to get your, your name and your brand out there because it's a different world than when I was a kid. But you know, those are the kind of tips I would give. And your second question is, have you ever seen any Broadway or musical shows? Yes, I've seen, uh, I've seen a few. I haven't seen a ton, but I've seen a few. And uh, the one I saw last, I really enjoyed, and a friend of mine was in it. It was called Bright Star. It was written by Steve Martin and Edie Brickell. And Steve Martin is, you know, one of my heroes in stand-up comedy and, and such and brilliant. And they wrote the music and this wonderful story. And it was just a lot of fun. And a friend of mine was one of the actors in it. So I'm, maybe I'm biased. But I just had a great time with it. It was a beautiful, lovely show called Bright Star. I don't, I guess it was on Broadway at one point. I don't think it is anymore, obviously. And uh, I have a lot of my friends are in theater and are theater people. And so I see a lot of shows that they do and such. So I don't know uh, if I have a, a favorite favorite. I'll tell you one I'd really love to see that I've never seen is Wicked. I'd really like to see Wicked. I hear that's great. And uh, Phantom I've never seen. I, I haven't seen most of the big ones, but, you know, uh, I enjoy them. Okay, so there you go. All right, uh, Bob, what do we got? Another one? Oh, and doobity dee and doobity doo. We have, we have lots. Okay, well, good. This one is from Joey in the United States. It says, hi, James. I want to say that I really enjoy the show. Thank you, Joey. It's creative and funny, and a lot of things you speak about resonate with me. Oh, that's wonderful. I'm glad about that. My question for you is this. Working in the industry, what do you do when you've lost someone? Life tosses an emotional wrench into your plans and for a while changes you. What do you do to stay on track and still give a good performance when you may not be feeling it? Oh, yes, I get it. Hope you're doing well. Best regards, Joey. Well, thank you, Joey. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, if I have been in a place where I'm dealing with some emotional things and such. And, well, look, I mean, uh, it, it's, it happened recently. You know, I mean, I think the whole uh, country even got rocked by the, the death of of Kobe Bryant here this uh, just a couple weeks ago. The thing about his death that really struck us was it was in our neighborhood. It was it was out here where we live. That's uh, where the helicopter crash was, was out in the Calabasas area. And I'm in Westlake Village. It's just down the street. It's, it was just down the street from the grocery store I shop at and was at that day. And 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 it was it was tragic. It was tra I've been a Lakers fan since I was a little kid. You know, being born and raised in California, sorry, some of you are not LA fans for sports and stuff. I know when people get, but I've, I've always been a Lakers fan and Kobe and Shaq were my guys back in the day. And Derek Fisher, Derek Fisher, man, was my favorite player. And I just loved uh, watching him play. And I love watching Kobe play and all of that. That was really tragic. And it was hard. It was, a, there was a strange fog over things, but I've lost, you know, obviously friends, personal friends and such as well. And how do you get into the studio and just go to work right after that, or it's not always easy. You have to put yourself into the story and go, okay, I'm an entertainer. First and foremost, I'm an actor and I can kind of put these things, I can separate them and do my job. And I don't know, you just kind of push through when tragic things happen or hard things happen. 
you you can sometimes you can use that in your work. You know, a lot of times if you're fortunate enough to have work that is calling on those dramatic elements, you can use it to help even remedy some of the pain, you know, whether it's a video game and you're screaming and yelling in it or or it's an emotional thing or it's or it's something where you are forced to laugh, you know. Acting is a beautiful gift in that for uh, for any actor to be able to take emotions and and be able to find new emotions from it but then when life throws things at you and you're not expecting them you have to then it's kind of like what I was just saying in the other uh, in regard to the other email of finding your dreams and staying positive even in the ne- in the negative times you know that these times will make you stronger so i i also i think being a, a person of faith i always you know pray anytime the world loses a soul uh, that made it, you know, an impact or was known and, you know, we all talk about it. Or if I lose somebody within my sphere of, of the world, I, I say a prayer and I, I pray that God would be kind and take their soul and, and that all would be well with them. And so, you know, that's, that's how I, I deal with it. I, I hope that answers your question, but uh, I appreciate that. It's a good, good, good question. Because, uh, you know, first and foremost, I'm, I'm an entertainer. I'm an actor. And that's what I have to do is I have to perform no matter what. So I, I appreciate that very much so. Thank you, Joey. Oh, yes. Uh, so this one is from uh, Taylor. Taylor. All right. Not me, not James Taylor. Oh, no, no, no. It says, hello, James. Uh, I'm a very big fan and I sent you a few emails in the past, which one of them I sadly lost, but that can be redacted with this question. I'm also beginning to listen to your podcast from the very beginning, and so far it's blessed me and encouraged me incredibly, so hopefully in a future episode, I get to hear my question. Well, you do, Taylor, in this one. Ha <laughs> ha, look at that, huh? Okay, so what's what's the question Taylor has? Oh, yes, it says, In Final Fantasy X, the religion of Spira, Yevon, has drawn a lot of inspiration from the Catholic faith and how the church has been structured. Titus was learning about it and questioning Yevon's teachings as the story progresses further and further. My question is, with your lifestyle as a Christian, in the different projects you took a part in that had a religious aspect that play heavily on, was there anything that bothered you about it, or was there anything you took inspiration from and reflected in your life as you worked on those projects? Hoping to hear this in the future. Keep it up, Jad. I'm very grateful. I can I can call you my new role model. God bless, Taylor. Well, thank you, Taylor. Um, I'm I'm happy to be a, a role model in whatever way I can. And yeah, you know, interesting stuff. Um, there is, you know, it's a big thing about Final Fantasy X. Is I, as I understand it, the the writer of it is I I, I think he's an atheist, and is is not uh, obviously a fan of Christianity. And so a lot of people question, you know, my involvement in it and such. And look, I I at the end of the day no matter what anybody that wrote the thing or believes or whatever. And spoiler alert, I'm going to talk about a bit of Final Fantasy X if you don't know the whole game. I'm going to give away some key elements here. So spoiler alert, spoiler alert. You can fast forward a couple minutes or something if you don't want to hear. You know, at the end, Titus sacrifices himself for the greater good. So that's that's what Christ did. That's, I mean, you know, I I can certainly see that even people that don't believe the way I believe that are storytellers use elements of the greatest story ever told to tell their stories, you know, from star Wars to final fantasy and all in between. So I, I look at it as I'm an actor. I'm here to play a part 
nothing was, you know, blasphemous in any way. Uh, and, you know, I, I choose projects that, again, I'd be comfortable with watching with my daughter. And I'm comfortable with the storyline of Final Fantasy, even if it's not, you know, even if it's a secular worldview or it's an atheistic worldview or anything like that, I'm, I'm, I'm still honored to be involved in the storytelling. I, as a Christian, looked at it as I'm playing a character that is representative of Christ, really, uh, in, in, in my perspective. And maybe that's arguable and people can argue with me on that or not. But that's, that's how I took it. I'm just saying that's what, that's what I did when I played the character. And I thought, well, he, he sacrifices himself just like Christ sacrificed himself. And I can, I can get into that. I can get behind that and think that that's a cool storyline. So, uh, yeah, it, it is interesting. It's very interesting to hear the various plays on Final Fantasy throughout all the years that people have had on it and such and the impact that that game has had on so many lives and so many people and it's touched so many people. And if I, as a Christian chose to just only do things that only had a Christian perspective or only had a Christian worldview on it, I wouldn't be affecting people. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be standing here right now in my studio talking to myself and talking to all of you because my career wouldn't be what it is. And that's, that's my career is the grace of God. I give all credit to God for my career and my, uh, who I am and my talents and abilities. And he is with me no matter what I do. And so I think it it goes into kind of a, a deep question there, but it's, it's, I get to participate in stories that aren't just telling Christian worldviews. They're telling the beauty of storytelling. And I think that Final Fantasy X is a beautiful story. It tells a beautiful story. It's uh, it's really well done. Just like I think Star Wars tells a beautiful story, or I think that the some of the, you know the Marvel stuff that I get to be involved in, or the DC stuff, or you know any of the things that I get to do, the Ninja Turtles, all these things, they're just neat stories. And then there's goofy stuff like Johnny Test and stuff, and it's just entertaining and fun, and it's just goofball because that's what I am. I'm an entertainer. I'm here to entertain you. And that's, that's my job. And so, yeah, I think that's a great, great question, Taylor. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you get to hear your question on, on the show and that you're listening to the show. Thanks for listening to the show. Oh yes. Okay. So uh, I think we have time for just a little bit more. All right. Great. Thanks. What do we got, Bob? This is from David in the United States. It says, dear James, I don't know where to start. I'm from Chicago. I'm Catholic, so we both believe in Jesus. And I admire your positivity and openness about your faith. Well, thank you, David. I appreciate yours. I also become a fan of yours through your podcast. I've been listening since the very first few episodes. Awesome! I had known you were the voice of Obi-Wan Kenobi in The Clone Wars, but it blew my mind to find out that you were also the Fox announcer. That's right, which is basically Mr. Announcer Guy which I get to do here in just a little bit. I just got a text from my wife saying they need me in a few hours to do more promos. Yes, anyway, sorry, go ahead. Yes, your podcast has helped me through some tough times. I failed a few classes in high school, so my school was kind enough to let me walk at graduation and make up the classes online. Hey, that's very cool. I like that. I wish I could have done something like that. However, I'm a big procrastinator, so it took me two and a half years to get my diploma. That's all right. I like that you admit that you're a procrastinator, David. I became very depressed during that time, and I did mostly nothing but play video games and listen to podcasts all day. Since then, I've started going to community college and now just starting my third semester there. That's awesome, dude. See? You're doing it. That's great. So you're not procrastinating. You're getting it done. Also, during that time, I started getting help for my anxiety, which may have something to do with the two concussions that I got in middle school and which I didn't realize was even what was going on because I would hide it from everyone and I was afraid that it was just all in my head. Oh, David, I'm so sorry to hear that. 
Look, concussions are very serious. And so many people in this world have had concussions and completely unaware of it. And and then so many of us struggle with anxiety and depression and OCD or ADHD or these various behaviors. And it, you know, it's it's the way the fellow that I deal with, that's the the neuroscientist that I deal with over at uh, the Brain Performance Center that I go to. You know, puts it this way: if you break your arm, everybody can see it. You can tell. You can see it. And they immediately go, "Let's put a cast on it." But if you damage your brain, nobody can see it. And then you start having, you know, uh, symptoms of that. People then just go, oh, get over yourself, be more positive, be happy, take this pill, do that. Instead of going, let's look at what happened. And so uh, I, I really, uh, my prayers are, are for you, David, and that the concussions and such that you would find ways to get through that. Look up neurofeedback. There's different ways of, of doing it. Neurofeedback can be kind of expensive right now and stuff, but hopefully there's new technology that throughout the next few years, because they're finding that neurofeedback is really helpful for people that have had concussions and, and, and deal with these things, the anxiety and such because of them. The one thing I want to say to all of you that have, have dealt with stuff like this, whether it's PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, or a concussion, or it's PTSD because of a concussion, or just brain issues, or traumatic things that happened in your childhood, which is what happened to me, along with I had a couple concussions from all of these things. The one thing you need to know is it's not your fault, okay? Uh, And when you're feeling feelings that you're feeling, sometimes it's because your brain is just misfiring. And it's, you know, it's not because you're a bad person. It's not... And I'm not trying to just justify and go, everybody's a good person. I'm telling you, honestly, that's what they're finding. Science is finding that the brain, when it's been injured, we can't see it. It doesn't show up anywhere. So we have to look for the signs and what the signs are, things like depression, anxiety, emotional responses to things, ADHD, ADD, OCD, behaviors that aren't what people would see as, you know, quote, unquote, or as Hank would say, quote, unquote, normal behaviors it's like well a lot of times it's because we've we've had issues but here's the good news positive thinking positive believing meditation mindfulness all of these things help surrounding yourself with positivity listening to positive music and and happy thoughts and thinking happy thoughts and saying happy affirmations every day i believe this is going to be a wonderful day i believe i can successfully handle problems that arise today i feel good physically mentally emotionally even when we don't it's wonderful to be alive i'm grateful for what i have things aren't going to fall apart we say these things we believe these things because they help us and they help the brain go oh yeah that's right the brain can be retrained if if it's been if it's been injured so god bless you my friend i'm sorry i know there's still more to say in the in the in the letter bob and go ahead oh yes so that's wonderful though james it's very kind of you well thank you bob thank you i'm just it's not kind of me it's just me saying the truth oh well yes okay no there we go so i want to say thank you for your podcast unfortunately for a while it wasn't the first podcast i chose but i was always glad that i listened to it On Monday of this week, I was listening to episode six of season two, and some of the things you said in that episode were exactly what I needed to hear. That's so great. I love that. It was one of your God winks. I now have a name for that because I truly felt like God was speaking to me through you in that moment. Well, and those are, those are God winks are from my friend Squire Rushnell and his beautiful books called When God Winks at You. Check those out, everybody. But yes, that is wonderful. I hope he's uh, winking at you right now. 
So thank you and God bless you because you are truly an instrument of God and an inspiration to me and to many others. Sincerely, David. P.S. I came for the voices and stayed for the fellowship. I just wanted to somehow work that into the message. <laughs> I like I like that. That's a good catchphrase for the show. The Jatcast. Uh, hey, Mr. Announcer Guy. Yeah, man. Read, read that as like a tagline. The Jatcast. Come for the voices. Stay for the fellowship. That's, that's cool. That's good. All right. Thank you, Mr. Announcer Guy. You get it, man. That's a beautiful letter. That's that's wonderful, David. Thank you so much. And that's I think that's a that's a great one to uh, to end on. What do you say, Bob? Oh, and D. But now, okay. So, Bob, tell people if they want to write a letter to James Arnold Taylor. Oh, oh, yes, yes. If you'd like to write a letter to James Arnold Taylor to be read on the podcast, or just to write him a letter, you can go to jamesarnoldtaylor.com, click on the Jat Show link, and then follow the down below. There's a little thing, and it says choose a topic. Make sure you fill out the choose a topic part, and choose where you want it to go. The Jatcast podcast, or what have you, in the drop down menu, and then write an email and send it. And then, more than likely, it'll be read on the show by myself or James. That's right. So thank you to everybody. There's still a ton more of emails. Is that... That's not proper English, is it? A ton more emails? Anyways, whatever. There's still a ton more to read from all of you, and we will get to them on the next show. But, you know, we're, uh, we've hit the 60-minute mark, and, uh, you know, I think it's probably time to start wrapping things up. What do you say, Bob? Oh, and doobity-dee and doobity-doo. Okay. Well, Bob, I appreciate you coming in, reading those letters. Thanks so much. You have a good uh, rest of your week and all that. Oh, you too, James. Yes. Okay. Bye-bye. And there goes Bob. So, do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Let's see. Emails coming in. A lot of emails coming in. Nope. Okay. Oh, I get auditions. I get auditions all the time. People always ask, you know, oh, you're a, you're a, a legendary voice actor. This is not my words. This is people's words. You're a legendary voice actor, James. So do they just offer parts to you? <laughs> no, not at all. They don't. Voice actors, we do not. Um, every day, we're starting over just like everybody else. I am in the same position that somebody is just starting out as a voice actor is in. I have to audition like everybody else. Hollywood does not look at us as anything special. They look at us as uh, kind of the uh, carnies of of acting. And I think it's a shame because we're all, I think, just lovers of entertainment and, and performing and we're character actors. But uh, yeah, I was just looking at my emails. Boy, I got a lot of, a lot of auditions I got to do. So I got to audition just like everybody else. I audition like everybody else. You know what I'm doing tomorrow? Hey, this is fun. Tomorrow I'm going to Disney... Uh, studios down in Burbank to be on the Star Wars show because they're going to talk to me about the Clone Wars and all of that. And I'll be there and Dee Bradley Baker will be interviewed and so will Sam Witwer and I'll be interviewed as well. There you go. That'll be fun, huh? Yep, okay. But anyways, uh, so thank you all for listening. Let's read a page. Have we had fun today? Has this been okay? It's, you know, it's not a not a remarkable, life-changing episode of the show, but it's just, you know, me reading your emails and talking to you and trying to inspire you and get you pumped up about your life and your day. I like to close the show with reading a, a page from my book, Jat365, and I just pick the days at random. So let's see if this one, I, I always seem to get one that matches up with what we were talking about. Uh, so this one is day 218. I haven't looked at it. I'm going to read it cold here, which means I'm just reading it for the first time without seeing it. Okay, it says, what is frustrate? Oh, it says frustrate the frustration. Look at that. I like that title already. What is frustrating you currently in life? What is your escape from it? Make sure you're using time away from problems to allow them to either heal, 
be resolved or conquered. Don't let them fester inside. And then I ask a question, what frustrates you and why? So this is from my book, Jat365, 365 Daily Inspirations for the Pursuit of Your Dreams. It is available on Amazon.com. You can also get the entire book on my YouTube channel for free. You can watch me read a day, a page a day. I like that. Frustrate the frustrations. What is frustrating you currently in life? That kind of goes along with the themes we were talking about. What is your escape from that frustration? Make sure you're using time away from problems to allow them to either heal, be resolved, or be conquered. Don't let them fester inside. So don't hold on to your problems. Don't look at everything as a problem. It kind of goes along with what I was saying earlier. Look at it as a challenge. Challenge accepted, you know? So there you go, Jat365. I hope you you dig that. Hey, Mr. Announcer guy, he left. He should have stayed because we're going to close it out. Yeah, man. Can you uh, do that thing you do, that legal mumbo jumbo before we close the show? Yeah, man. Uh, I like when he says, yeah, man. Yeah, man. Talking to myself, the James Arnold Taylor Podcast is a production of Yumigo Inc. Recorded at Chat Studios. Engineered, written, recorded, and produced by, you guessed it, James Arnold Taylor. All voices are parody and should be construed as entertainment only. All music and sound effects used with permissions and licenses through backtracks, digital juice, production tracks, and partners in rhyme. James Arnold Taylor's Talking to Myself, the podcast. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved. All right. Thank you, Mr. Announcer Guy. You got it, man. What are you doing today? What are you going to do? Are you going to do something cool? I got to do some Fox promos in a little bit. Oh, that's right. Or maybe I, I thought I had to, but I guess it's you. Yeah, man. Okay, man. All right, everybody. Hey, I hope you go to, uh, if you're listening on iTunes or uh, Apple Podcasts, that you give me five stars. Please consider giving me five stars. Please consider following me. Please consider subscribing to the show. Please consider spreading the word about this show. This show is just a labor of love for me to inspire all of you to pursue your dreams and goals and to be happy in life and have a little time away where you don't have to think about anything but just enjoy life. So if you want to spread that with somebody else, whether they believe uh, the way I believe or not or whether you do or not, I hope you just know that it's just a fun way of me getting to connect with you a little. As somebody that's in the public eye and I get to just talk about things that I like here. So please spread the word about the show. It's on YouTube, on my YouTube channel. It's on Spotify. It's on Amazon. It's on iTunes. It's on all the places you podcast and Libsyn. And I, my thanks to the folks at Libsyn for uh, handling all my podcasting needs. And I hope you would all spread the word. Tell people, you know, that I'm kind of cool. Follow me on uh, Twitter and Instagram as well. Uh, that is Jat Actor, at J-A-T Actor. Follow me on one of those and spread the word there and get people to follow me there. Why? Because, I don't know, the more people that follow me, then the more things I can actually do, you know? I'd love to bring back Clone Wars conversations. I'd love to do my Jat show and more things like that. But, uh, but those things require money and time and effort and energy. And if I could get sponsors and stuff for that, and the way I get all of that is by all of you spreading the word and us getting a larger audience here. So I appreciate any and all that you all do to help push, push the Jat cast through to more people and hopefully just inspire the world more. All right. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, week, all that. And we'll be back soon. Don't know when. The show is uh, kind of on a uh, not necessarily weekly basis right now because it's just been harder for me to get stuff out because of my schedule and stuff. But I will try to get you another episode soon. Be watching and thank you so much. And goodbye.